What up, what up, what up? Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Day, 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 day. That was more enthused. What is going on, everyone? I'm Shadell, host of Patient of Simpsons. I'm joined by my lovely wife. Lauren. And man, I said that way. I feel like I never say it that early, but you guys got it that early. <laughs> um, Man. So to start off here, guys, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode. We did um, kind of like a chill sit back episode where we play this uh, intimacy card game. And it's more of like just to get to know us. Um, we've been doing this for what is going to be close to what, two years. Yeah. And like March, yeah. I think. So for anyone that's new and listening, want to get a better idea of us, all that stuff. You go to the episode. Um, and I don't know. We like doing it like periodically just to to have a, a chill episode where we're not talking about the craziness that's happening in the world with everything happening we hope it was a breath of fresh air yeah and we weren't sponsored we realized after the fact that it may look that way but we're definitely not we got it off amazon months ago yeah we're too broke to be sponsored <sighs> we'll get there we'll get there positive <laughs> vibes um i do want to say i realized last week that we had a review on our, our podcast and i completely forgot to shout them out Woo-hoo. so we're going to take a moment to shout them out there yeah so lux you said great shows nice easy to listen to podcasts they are a great couple with excellent rapport the relationship tips are real life and refreshing to hear highly recommend and that was on itunes on apple Podcasts. Yeah. so thank you very much uh, we have 16 uh, ratings so far completely that we've gotten. So thank you. It really helps us. Um, we've gotten three this year. So let's make it to five by the end of the year. That's our goal. Now, I will say, guys, we are testing out a new mic because, um, of course, our mics happen to like crack and have an issue literally in the intro of this podcast. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. So. Basically, this is actually a microphone that I had to get um, for projects that I'm working on in my business. And literally, I got it this week. So it's kind of weird. It's like divine intervention. Um, It is the Blue Yeti X. It's a very fancy mic. I like this. So we're sharing it right now instead of one each. I actually like this. Yeah, it's nice. Okay. Um, the only issue is I'm just going to turn the volume down. Yeah, it's not going to change it. Um, we're playing around. It's not going to, I'm going to have to reduce it like that. Hello. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the best that we got. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to get into this episode here, guys. Let me see. So. I know we try skipping over the politics and everything, but I think with this episode, we're going to hop right back into the politics. Um, I want to talk about this here. You probably don't want to talk about it. So I want to talk about Trump possibly creating his own news platform. Um, And this is a rumor, of course, but there's news that he plans on becoming like that far right CNN, uh, CNN. Fox News. What are your thoughts? I mean, I guess I could see it coming. Like, I could see him doing it that way, but I don't know if he'll actually take the plunge and do it fully. I I mean, he's a celebrity in chief. He's going to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, his ego would definitely point in that direction. See, my worry is, so when when the news came out that Joe Biden is essentially going to win this, you can recount all the votes, whatever, it doesn't matter. Everyone was coming out and saying like, oh man, like the looters, at least, at least we don't loot and kill and burn things and all that stuff. But the extremism of people that support Trump like, sure, the looters and stuff, they're bad. They steal from businesses. But the Trump supporters, they're more so down to just take a life. Mm-hmm. So here we go. A toxic person that these people see this man as their, like, God and Savior. You saw people worshiping in front of uh, buildings of the, the with accounting, like, votes for this guy. Right. Like, it's just, it just makes things nasty. And we're going to talk about this in a bit. This whole, like change um from people going from twitter to facebook and because they don't like the whole censorship that's happening yep and that's crazy yeah i mean uh personally i don't think we need another form of media news out there i think we have so many different news channels now and they all have their obviously like own agenda and you know it's a lot i feel like we already have so many that are either one way or the other and I don't know. So I don't think we need it. But I think, yes, again, like with his ego, he would probably want to, especially, you know, if he's not president now and he's even saying how he wants to run again in 2024. I mean, this isn't the end for him. He's going to he's going to fight until the end kind of thing. Just just for the principle of it. You know what I mean? Like he's just going to do it just to do it. But My issue is it's so nasty. Like. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of donating to like campaigns and stuff like that. Like I have to really be moved by that person for me to do it. And I've never done it in my life. Tempted. And and also know they're going to do it like they're going to use it for the right reasons. Yeah. These people that are donating right now, I don't don't trust he would use it for what they think he's going to. He's telling them what he's using it for. So if this guy is so rich, why is he calling all these people for these donations for him to go, you know, File more lawsuits that are going to get thrown away. And I'm like, we are in a crazy year. We're in the year Mm -hmm. of a pandemic when 40 million people were unemployed at one point. Why are we donating to that? Mm -hmm. Why? I'm like, I honestly, even if, okay. So it's like, sure. You know, I voted for Biden, but if he was begging for this, I don't know that I would donate to that. I just, it doesn't feel right. I'm like, you're the president. Don't you have resources? You're asking me who needed help and didn't receive help genuinely. Didn't still still didn't. Yeah. And like, what? I just don't I don't get it. Aren't you supposed to have the most resources in the world? And here's the next thing. I hate to harp on it, but so because. But you will. <laughs> yeah. So Trump lost and supposedly he's making He's trying to do everything in his power to like mess up Joe Biden's success as he, you know, starts his new job. I mean, that's not surprising. He's bitter about it. Why? He's, you know, it's very interesting because we saw um, there's all these videos coming up, of course, resurfacing now about how every like president in the past has conceded. Is it conceded? Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
to the incoming president and how they've done it graciously, no matter what they uh, believe or not believe the same as that person, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, We even saw in 2016 Obama's speech about uh, how he wanted to have a meeting with Trump to make Mm -hmm. sure that everything's being handed over right. He's going to succeed. And I mean, you know, he didn't believe in Trump. He didn't want this for the country, but yeah. he's still like, there's like pictures and videos still of that meeting they had. Um, and I'm like, that's how you do it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like jobs, like regular jobs for regular people. Like if say you're a manager somewhere and you have to step down. Yeah. You may be salty, but you have to still help the incoming manager because now they're going to have control of the store or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's a common thing. And, and that's what shows professionalism versus not. Because um, it's the same thing as if, you know, you give your two weeks and you're respectful and you are, you know, trying to leave the proper way so that you get a referral and you can go on to your next job, right? And all that versus if you just stop coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, a few ways to do something and sometimes one will work out better than the other. And I think obviously if you are trying to give over the job of this importance to someone, do it right. Yeah. You can be upset, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to happen. And, uh, and that thing you were saying with Obama and Trump, I, I saw a quick clip of it and he, he was telling Trump saying, you know, um, I don't know how to like say exactly what he's saying, but it was essentially like, you know, he wants to help him the best way he can, because if Trump succeeds, America succeeds. And I'm like, Doug, here goes the guy just being a bigger person. Yeah, he may not like Trump for what he says or what he had. Trump, we we remember those whole eight years of Trump constantly getting on Obama saying, yo, you take more golfing trips more than, you know, working on America. Yeah. When. Now, in the past four years, he has succeeded what Obama has done with these golfing trips and spent more money that we're paying for for him to do it. Like, but no one wants to talk about all this stuff. Like, oh, my God, Trump's doing so many great things. And when I ask my friends and ask these people, what has he done? They don't have anything. Yep. And I don't it's like the major if these if this is what people feel like and they feel like this guy's done so many great things. How come you can't prove it? And then also the next thing is like, do you get swindled when you go to car dealerships? Like, do they just rob you blind because you just you go along with it? And you're like, okay, I like it. Let's go. Let's sign up on this new car. Don't even try. Uh, what is it? Negotiating. Yeah. They're like, well, we, we can't negotiate. It's a nice car. You know, someone's going to someone's bound to get it come tomorrow. Like, they're like, well, I guess so. Might as well get it. Like, is half the America just the what? I don't know. Just the way you're explaining it. Uh, you're so flustered. It's stressful. Is the, are they just that? It's stressful because you imagine like half. Well, you don't know half America, I should say, but like half the people that voted for this guy. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm just worried that. He gets his own news network and the divide that has happened over these last four years is going to widen and we are not going to like each other. And it's leaving us open for, let's say, I'm not 
I'm not a conspiracy person, but I kind of feel it leaves us open for a country to come in like, I guess, China or Russia or something and be like, yo, they're divided. Let's go. Let's go take over America. I mean, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because, yeah, that's what conspiracy theories say. I mean, I, it's kind of scary how this can go. Like they don't, they, they don't this like is each other. part of the, I, I do. I believe like this is part of the agenda and, and, you know, people are saying like, this is a key reason that the virus happened because then it all kind of led to the beginning of us, of us really dividing against each other. I mean, you talk about masks and vaccines and all that, and then you bring in race and all of the stuff that happened this year. I mean, this year alone, we see how much people became divided in a little amount of time. And here's the thing. It's scary. I say this to, like, everyone that supports Trump or whatever, or even people that don't. Trump would have won if he would have addressed two things that happened this year. Corona. Like... Not passing the buck off to the governors, but actually being a leader. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And also, when the race issues happened in, like, June, like, acknowledging it. Even give give me lip service that says you're going to work on it. And you may not. I don't know. But just give me something to know that, yo, you care. You see you see people hurting. We're going to do our best to, to figure this out and see how we can help. Well, it's actually it's funny you bring up the race wars again, because um, so today is Saturday the 14th. And this is apparently when the million mega march or whatever is taking place in D.C. And the uh, apparently all of the capitals. So possibly like possibly Hartford for us um, is where like the Proud Boys are going to be out. And the, literally, like people were saying, if you are a person of color, stay away because they will not hold back this time. The heck? Yeah, it's terrifying. The heck? I thought you knew about that. No? Yeah. So they're saying, like, if you're what a person of color, don't risk your life. It's not because this isn't like before where you can go and just stand up and be like, I'm here. They may actually try to kill you this time. And it's terrifying to think of. Um, to promote the march, which is funny, you want to know something? They mm. they used a picture from a Martin Luther King um, speech to show it. They were trying to show how many people would show up, and the irony is that they used that photo. Yo, I totally thought you knew this. Oh my gosh! So. I'm going to say something super controversial, but who cares? So back in the days, I learned this recently from a Vice video uh, a week ago or so. But in like the 19, what, 20s, 30s, something, or 60s, I don't know, before I was born, they dropped a bomb on this block of black families' homes in New Jersey, I believe. Let's go do that right now in D.C. Oh, my God. Don't say that. Yeah, that is that's way too controversial. The FBI's listening. They're going to be like, uh. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any control over that. I'm just saying. No, you know what I also heard? If you want to talk in that regard, mm-hmm. apparently people have a conspiracy theory, and I don't know if this is accurate or not. Apparently, a lot of instant pots have been bought recently, pressure cookers. And apparently, on Google, a common search recently is how to make a pressure cooker bomb. And. 
again, I don't know how accurate this is. But does that have to do with anything? I don't know. This is why I stay the F home. Well, and that's exactly it. No, that was what I was exactly saying. Because the problem is, this isn't like the marches in June where you should show up and you should stand in solidarity and you should have your voice heard because this could actually be dangerous today. That's what people are worried about. So like whatever, I've just heard that it could be potentially be capitals throughout the United States along with D.C. I'm not really. I have no idea if anything's happening in Hartford, to be quite honest. Stuff is happening in D.C. I see that. Right. I don't know about us in in Hartford, but. I don't know about that. Yeah, because we're smaller. But there'll be a group of people. I bet I bet down south would be more. Yeah. More popping. Again, we're. We're a blue state, for lack right. of better words. Right. Um, right. Even when the, oh, I didn't say this on the podcast, but even when we're faced with a governor that says, yo, we're going to have tolls in our small little, small little state. People are like, yeah, tolls. Let's vote for this guy. What? I'm talking about the, the 2018 when we had a governor. Oh. And like, oh, this guy oh, was right. clearly about tolls. Right. <sighs> yeah. I mean, hopefully nothing happens. That's the hope, but who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is this parlor app that like came out of nowhere following the election results and Twitter and Facebook, uh, I guess, censoring people and people being mad about it. I want to get, get your thoughts. I joined the site. But I only joined the site to combat misinformation on that platform. So occasionally I'll go on the website and I saw someone saying like, oh, if I say if I ask my iPhone, hey, Siri, who's the president? And they're like, um, someone was like, oh, it says Kamala Harris. And I Kamala. Same thing. My tomato, goodness. Tomato. It's going to be four years of that. Tomato. Eight years. Tomato. Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. I see you. Um. I do I do it and I'm like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I I reply back to this message the person put up on Parlor and I'm like, this is fake news. It says President Trump. And I have I have a fake name and everything. And like, you know, so many people liked it and agreed with me. <laughs> I'm like, this is funny. No, that's funny because um, so like I have a friend who with the Parlor app, they were I first found out because they are very obviously against what was happening um, with all like Facebook and everything after the debate, no, not debate uh, election. And um, there was like this group on Facebook that you could join. Like, you know, when you're like RSVPing to something and it Mm -hmm. was about, Oh, we're all going to leave Facebook on the the 13th and we're going to go to parlor. The 13th coming on. I don't think a lot of people left Facebook. I'm just saying, but um Mm -hmm. The whole parlor thing, I saw it a few times throughout the week. I saw I have um I have a bunch of women on my friend list who are probably like 20, 30 years older than me. So they were more of like, what is this parlor thing? Like they weren't like, you know, like it wasn't like, woo, let's go. Like, and so I saw people saying that. And then I saw other people saying, you know, you'll never catch me joining that because obviously they're more on like the side we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like you were saying earlier. It doesn't make much sense because it's all one way on that app. And I, I feel like part of the beauty of social media 
was because you brought together everybody. It was a form of being social online. It was a form of. It's for everyone. Yeah, it's like if you have a group, just a group of people that you randomly smosh together and here we all are, but online. That's what it's meant to be. Parlor is literally a group for a certain type of people and that's it. And I feel like not for nothing, this is kind of like segregating. This is Mm -hmm. kind of going backwards and they see it as progression because, oh, we can have our voices heard. But your voices are not being heard. They're only being justified by other similar voices and it brings out extreme people right and it's not helping what you think it's helping because now you're not getting the message across to other people you're not having conversations with other people right you're just it's the whole it's my way or the highway kind of thing and i'm like where are you gonna go with that and this is where i'm saying that this year this divide is it's gotten scary we've never seen it this polar opposites i feel like in our lifetime because before this, obviously, before our lifetime, there were a lot. Of, there was a lot of segregation. A lot of things happened. But now, I mean, the division. I mean, is, I mean this is different from segregation. It's it's just a, it's a social divide is what I would call it. Right. Like, segregation is. But it's, it's all journey. one group grouping themselves together because they will not. They, they don't want to see or understand the other people that I mean, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Sure, they're not segregating the other group, but they're it's they're doing it to themselves. Therefore, mm-hmm. they don't have to deal with the others. And here, here's what's gonna happen. So the next shooting that happens, or something like that, and and they could find out this person had a parlor account and he was saying crazy things. The app is gonna get rules and restrictions. Yep, it's not gonna be a free for all like everyone thinks because at the end of the day, anything online can have rules. You're on somebody else's platform. I mean. And what's going to happen is I can totally see that. So when the next shooting happens, they find out this guy was a crazy person saying a bunch of stuff on Parler, all that stuff. Apple's going to take down the app. It's going to not be available on other whatever on Android. If it is like no one wants that energy. So it's going to be taken down. And then depending on whoever hosts Parler, maybe their host may not want to host that website any longer. Yep. Like it just becomes it, it goes downhill. Yep. Like <laughs> why don't people understand that if you're on the wrong side of history, nobody wants that or your negative self. That's essentially what it is. Like coming here loving and accepting everyone and we'll take you. But you come in here and you don't like a group of people. You don't like this person. You don't like that's not how it works. Parlor would have worked, you know, maybe. Well, I'll say Trump's messaging would have been more effective 20 years ago mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because of the Internet and how everyone's connected and we all like to well, treat everyone equal. And we've come too far because, for example, 20 years ago. Uh, you know, gay marriage was not legal, mm-hmm. you know, and 20 years ago, I mean, you could argue interracial was still kind of questionable mm-hmm. and like all these things we've come too far for his messaging to be acceptable. That's yep. the problem. I mean, 20 years ago. Yeah. People would have been like people. It would have been less polar opposite sides mm-hmm. because everyone would have kind of been sort of in the middle, like, you know, abortion would still be a 
heated topic at that point. But I mean, all this other stuff, people would be like, yeah, why are we letting the gays get married? And like, <laughs> you know, you know, like it just that's. Yeah, it's different now. We've come in the last like even the last decade, we've just come too far. Like, for example, in Biden was the first person, the first president elect to ever include transgender people in a speech. Oh, the first to ever outright say that. Yo, when he gave his like speech um, that day, what, last weekend, essentially. Yeah. Yo, when he slammed that podium, he was like, forget about it. I'm like, Yo, he, he was go. getting into it. Yeah. And he I mean, obviously, he included all ethnicities, like yeah. everything he. But I mean, so that's and, how far we've come. And I, I believe Joe Biden, when he's like his like his his team will be a device a diverse group of people. So he's going to have, we're already seeing it races and everything. We're already seeing it. We can already see who he's like appointing well, yeah, for different. Of, yeah. Uh, task force. Like there's even a, a black woman from Yale. Yeah. yeah. Like, yo, that's dope. Yep. Um, yep. And it won't, you know, when you talk about transgender, it won't be a question of, Oh, will they be able to like perform yeah. their job adequately or something stupid like that? And I hated so much that Trump got, he got rid of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, I believe, sometime in, like, the beginning of his presidency. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, people are supposed to feel safe serving the country. Like, no matter what. As it is, they don't feel are, safe because they're they're risking their life every day. And on top of it, like, the women don't feel safe. They were with everything that happens. Ooh, like, Yeah, the, the sexual harassment and assault is, yo, is really sad. Was it a pot? The Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A wedding-related podcast with your host, DJ Sam from Atmosphere Productions. And Kia from Engaged Connecticut. With nearly 60 years of experience. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode. The Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast will help you navigate the tricky waters of planning a wedding or a special event. Most importantly, leaving you feeling inspired. Follow us on the Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast Facebook group page. Listen now to the Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts. Or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. The Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. I'm not to go on a, a slight a tangent. I saw like some YouTube video video or something mm-hmm. where they were saying how like, yeah, when you're in the military, you're playing this like high school game of like, you can't be talking to this guy because they think you're sleeping with him. You can't be around a group of guys because they think you're sleeping with all of them. You can't like it's just it's so childish for us to be adults because these people are in their like 20s right and don't get me started if we had a rough day and you dare to hug another guy yeah right like that's pathetic that is that's a very sad world to live in that it's like because we already have the kind of toxic masculinity framework in our country Mm -hmm. of like oh you can't like if you hug them too long or if you kiss them on the cheek or whatever though that must mean you know you're gay Mm -hmm. but I mean, that's ridiculous. It's it, it should be just the same. You know, this is something I never understood. It should be seen exactly the same way as when girls and women hug each other or kiss each other or, you know, just console in no, each other uh, because they had a terrible day or whatever it was. It's ridiculous. We're all humans. We have emotions and terrible days and frustrations. And it's like, come on, we could use a little more love, a little more compassion in this world. And it's not a thing. Yeah. 
Don't make it a thing. Yeah. Um, Man, this, this kind of went sideways from parlor, but I mean, no. um, it's it's worth saying. I will say the people that get butthurt of the censorship that is happening, they're not doing anything that they're cracking down on it even more because over the last four years with all the lies that Trump has said and the misinformation that is out here, dog, for example, I know you don't follow it that much, but like the Cubans in Florida, because I, I know one of my friends that are Cubans from like high school, and it's so interesting seeing his posts because he, he's on like, I guess, our side, to put it simply. And it's just wild, because, like, every now and then, I'll see on posts saying, um, what is it? Like, how, like, Puerto Ricans or Cubans, like, like to equate themselves to be white, but you're just the same as a black person. You're not seen as equal, even though you guys like to be like, yo, I'm, I'm better. I'm better than, like, the, like, a Dominican person that's darker skin or, or Spanish, like, yeah. Well, not for nothing, because it reminds me, I feel like what happens is it's like a lightest to darkest scale. Mm-hmm. It's like it, there's levels almost. And it's it's sad. So, yeah, it's almost like they're in the middle rather than all the way down. And terrible. What's crazy is, you know how many like platforms Trump has like birthed in the past? four years of just people that like push a certain narrative that Trump is like when he's when Trump says something people are like okay let me run with this Trump says he does so much for black people all his platforms Candace Owens the the Hodge twins all the other right winged personalities out there uh Stephen Chowder like all these people Alex Jones they're all they they push a, a narrative and you don't see that for people, I guess. I hate this term. I hate these terms right and left. Right. <laughs> well, I hate that we even have to say sides. Like, I'm on your side or this person isn't on our side. Mm-hmm. I hate that that's even a thing because it does. It feels so just polarizing. It feels so uh, ew. Like, I don't like that because that is then why we're, we're, we're supposed yo, to be one united country. It. And it's like, that's. Not it. I hate it. Whenever I, I tune into something, like, it's 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 really when you're dealing with people that support Trump, I swear, they're always like, these liberals or these snowflakes, and this, I'm like, why do we do this name calling? Like, the, uh, excuse me, the libtard phrase is so offensive. It's, it's terrible, because like, you know that it's taken from the R word, and- that's clearly something we do not say anymore. It is clearly an insult and a and a very derogatory remark against people who have, you know, disabilities and all that. And so of course they took that kind of phrase and mm-hmm. and are using it as a weapon. Yeah. And I think that's so that's so terrible. Where is that going to get you? That's not going to get anybody to listen to you. Yep, because as soon as I see that, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to hear click. All right, so enough of this censorship stuff, man. (laughs) We're all about uh, not having politics last week, and here we are with the episode with politics. I mean, it was bound to happen, but at least it was nice to get the break, you know? Um, So to, to, to skip away from the politics talk, 
I want to talk about what are your 2021 predictions. Like, how do you see the world going into the new year? God. Well, I don't know. Because I follow conspiracy theories, uh, it doesn't look great. <laughs> um, there's actually a lot of conspiracy theories that point in the direction that Biden is actually going to be too controlling. And this is going to be kind of the start of a new kind of world. <laughs> and um, the one the one main thing I'm worried about is mandatory vaccines, because obviously, like we've had the, the discussion on here about uh, pro-vax and anti-vax before. And I lean more on the anti side. I, I don't completely not believe in them, but I I also don't want to be forced into one, especially one that is very newly developed and we don't know any of the repercussions of. Um, and I a lot honestly, a lot of people have had that discussion mm-hmm. with me. It's just it it feels too soon. And if being forced is just not the way of America, like that's the that's the thing is it's kind mm-hmm. of worrisome. So there's that. Um, I mean, mass, I don't really care. It's fine. Um, lockdown, I'm, I kind of go both ways on because yes, maybe we need it for a little bit, but also I'm kind of scared that if we go into one, if it lasts too long and then they can take control and stuff like I just, there's, there's kind of, there is a worry of which way is this going to go, you know? And so I think in 2021, you know, someone had said, what if 2020 was the preview for 2021, like the trailer? And I'm like, oh, God, that's terrifying mm-hmm. to think of that. It could get even worse. But ultimately, I mean, that's I'm a little anxious because obviously I'm in a really slow season for my business right now. And I'm, I'm extremely anxious to see what happens in the spring for weddings and then going forward um, and all that, because to be quite honest, I don't I don't really know many businesses that can survive a whole other year of this, um, especially if it's full lockdown or all of that stuff and like all these crazy restrictions. I mean, there's going to be a whole we have not seen anything yet. There's going to be a whole lot of businesses that do not survive. Mm-hmm. And that's really terrifying and sad. So yeah. I'm 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 on edge about that. Um, I mean, Yeah, it's just, it's being a bit on edge. It's just not, it's the fear of the unknown and also, like, how long does this really go on and and how much control do they have and that kind of thing. So, I watched a Dr. Fauci video with Vice News that came out a couple days ago, and it was interesting. And he was saying that like that essentially he could see us going getting back to mm-hmm. you know some bit of normal by the end of 2021 assuming that at least 90% of people uh take the vaccine oh my god oh my god that's a lot of people and and also guys he said the end of 2021 oh my yeah. god so he was saying Essentially, um, I'm trying to like explain this the best way. So he was, he was saying this again. This is all just what well, I, I got from this video. Watch it on your own. Of course, it's 
we don't know what's going to happen when this vaccine becomes a thing and how it's going to be handled and given out all that. But you saying it would be given out to certain groups and categories. And it almost sounded like depending on where you worked was kind of how it sounded, whether it's start by certain groups of people. So let's say if you are a teacher, uh, you'd probably be required to get it there or something like that. Or I get to always see like if they, if you have kids going to school, they probably give it to those kids. Like it sounds like healthcare workers are going to be the first. Yeah. Healthcare workers. Yeah. Like they're going to be giving it to certain people that I feel like are normally going to be in contact with other people to start. And then kind of go from there is what it sounded you know, like. I've heard though, because I've also heard about, how they they make like test it on communities first and how not for nothing the black community is a kind of community that they've tested on before. Yeah, I don't I'm, I, I don't know too just, much about it, but that yeah. I mean it doesn't sound that far fetched if you want to be real. Eh, that's which is the sad part. That's a conspiracy. Yeah. I don't see how that would happen. I, I well, if we're talking about bringing it out in batches in like certain communities, it's almost both I don't communities. know. How, you can't be like, yo, Oh, black no, people. Like come the, here. No, the lower income. But you would have to find where they're at. Okay, so for example, if you went to Bridgeport, like you'd go to certain areas. So what? You'd say all the teachers in Bridgeport, assuming that they're black? No, I don't think they would do just teachers at that point. I think it would be communities. Okay, well, I'm staying my black butt home. So when they say all the people working from home, <laughs> if my work is like, show. We don't require you to get this. You can work from home. I'm doing it. The thing that I worry about is having to prove that you got a vaccine for things like if you want to go to a concert in the future, movie theater, like all these different things. That's where this starts to become less of a free country. Oh, did you? That scares me. You probably didn't because knowing you. But the thing popped up on my phone uh, for the covid exposure thing i didn't get it yet notification and you could sign up so connecticut finally has it connecticut department of public health so essentially how it works is it, it just works off bluetooth so if i uh, bump it to anyone that hopefully has active on their phone and they turn out to be positive they would be able to share their like diagnosis and notify anyone that they come in contact with it would uh it would ping your phone saying, hey, you've come in contact with someone that was you know, COVID positive. You should get tested and quarantine and all that stuff. So the likelihood, though, because you have to have a, like enough people have that active on their phone, though. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also not a foolproof way of knowing. Yeah, because there's a lot of dumb people that don't know how to do it. Or <laughs> there's people who just don't want to activate it on their phone. It's for your safety. That's what they're claiming about the vaccine, too. It's for your safety. You know what? I don't I hate conspiracies, and that's why we're at where we're at. That's why people are going to parlor. The vaccine stuff is not completely I'm conspiracy not talking about based. vaccine. I'm just talking about getting a notification. Right. No, but I'm just like I was saying, I, I'm just anxious about that. That I feel like we become less of a free country if I have to prove that I got a vaccine to go in public places. You have to do it already to go to school. No. There's the religious exemption. I wonder if this is... I, I feel like they're going to say that you can't use that for this. Okay, cool. You shouldn't. Which, again, takes away your right. The virus doesn't care what religion you have. 
See, this is where it's funny because this is where if I was talking to someone, I probably sound more right than left because I'm talking about like the taking away our rights and stuff. But so that's why I feel like I can I can be somewhere in the middle because I understand the worry of not wanting to not be the wait. How am I going to word this? The worry of wanting to still be free and have all those rights. You're not free. You're given a number at birth. It's called your social security number. I know. That's isn't that something that's kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) You're cattle. You just don't know it yet. But I just that's (laughs) that's my worry. Uh, I'm not. worried. So when he says about 90 percent of people, I'm like, oh, and the problem is I I um, I work with people. I work directly with people. So it's like I would be I'm in people's faces. I would be of those people of the I'm gonna snitch on you crowd. I'd be like, yo, she needs to get it. She works right in front of people's faces. <sighs> yo, when they give out chips to microchip everyone, no. I'd be like, yo, no, it shoot it. In. You know, and I hate that you say that because that is one of the biggest conspiracies <laughs> that you don't get the chip. I mean, it's it's the future we're leading into. So it's terrifying. So they mark. Just- so they mark you with a number at birth, but in the future, they're going to mark you with a chip that has a number at birth. All right. More reason for a home birth. You still get a social security at some point. Yes, but you're not going to get a chip if I give birth at home. They'll probably figure that. out something. Well. <laughs> They'll probably figure we'll out. See. You got to get your dog. <laughs> get your dog. You got to get your kid, your, your kid uh, you know, tested. Come in here. No. No. No, it's just like, it's just like, okay, for example, I never liked the idea of IUDs for birth control. A lot of people love them, swear by them. That's great. I don't like the idea of just something foreign getting stuck in my cervix for five years. And then it's like, what could that do? And there's a lot of stories of, yeah, like things going wrong with that because it's not a part of your body. Like it's a foreign object. And so I feel like... I feel like putting a chip in me doesn't make sense. I wasn't born with it. Therefore, I don't need it. You do it to dogs. You do it to other animals. But that's in case they run away. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm. Not, the, why is the government worried about me running away, huh? Because you shouldn't be. But ex- exactly my point. So it's not free anymore, is it? Uh-huh. See, exactly my point. No, I just can't. I just wanted to pet you. I'm like, so naive. Stop. So naive, young one. No, seriously. I just, it doesn't make sense to me to just put all these foreign things in your body. I mean, we do it anyways. Do you know the food we eat? Yes. Oh, my God. But you know what I mean? That gets digested. Okay, there's literally, so? If there's literally an item, like, okay, there's even another form of birth control. It's like the arm implant. Okay. And it's this little rod that you get put in there. And there's, like, all these stories about how it, like, fucking fuses, fuses to you. Okay. And so then they have problems removing it because you can't keep it there forever. You don't want to be a robot? That sounds cool. <sighs> no, I don't. Like, damn, we got a robot patch. No. So I just, I don't like the idea of that. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm not looking forward to it. Oh my gosh. So on that note, <laughs> we're gonna hop to some relationship the topic here right, because right. we're gonna agree to disagree. And when those ships come around You're not getting one. Well 
when I can, we will have children at that point, and they are more important than you getting a chip. I mean, probably not. I'll be old. They'll probably be old, or well, this is like a viable thing. I kind of, I think I kind of give it like yeah, 10, 20 years. How old do you think you're going to be in 10, 20 years? I don't fucking know. 37, 47. That's not that old. You act like you're ancient. All right. The, the fact is, if we can cure a lot of things, so I can unlock my car, I can check my phone in my brain, you know, all that stuff. I'm down. Um, So we're going to get into those, about that, that. This really ship topic. Um, This is about a 32-year-old uh, female and a 35-year-old male. She says her husband did soy face in all of her wedding photos. What does that mean? I don't really know what soy face is. Well, we can't... I kind of feel like it's a sad face. I mean, what what else would that be? Is it like a sour face? Oh, God. Is it like that weird excited face? It's a relatively new face, soundless. Face, oh no! A cuck face. It looks like a big weird grin with your mouth open. A male equivalent of the duck face. Oh, oh no. my oh, god! No. Uh, he messed up the photos. So nope. she goes on to say, because my husband is really active on Reddit, we had a small wedding recently outdoors. Hired a photographer to take photos. In the photos, we were we where we aren't looking at each other. My husband, unbeknownst to no to me, goddamn, smiling with his mouth open, extremely wide, pointing at me with finger guns. Not like he's going to shoot me. More like look at her. No, it's sweet. But Ow. it really ruins the photos. A little bit, yeah. I don't know until the pictures ret- uh, pictures come back. We, goddamn, I'm messing this up. You're gonna pick up where I left off here. We have maybe six wedding photos that I would want anyone to see. Oh, that's frustrating. We spent seventeen hundred dollars on the pics, and most of them are so embarrassing. My husband won't retake any of them, and also wants our Christmas card to be one where he's making the face while tipping an invisible fedora. Ironically, I guess he thinks it's funny and shows our personalities, but it really feels like it's making me out to be a chump because I'm smiling sincerely. Should I just go ahead and give up this time, or should I press further on the photos? It's not the first time he's done something like this in the past. I've kind of just allowed it, but this is our wedding. Oh, no. (laughs) So, I mean... I, uh, I'd i be annoyed if it was literally all the wedding photos. I'm one of those that like, sure, it's fun if there's candid. It's candid photos. It's fun if you do like some of the silly ones. But I mean, I mean, yeah, if it's your wedding, chances are you want some that are just nice, you know, mm-hmm. that, that are timeless, that are genuine smiles where you look like you love each other. Like, you know, like that kind of stuff. And I'd be frustrated, too. And then the unfortunate part is when she's like, oh, about retaking the pictures. That's frustrating because then it's not really retaking the pictures either because the wedding's only once. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's never going to be the exact same. So I like the whole thing is kind of frustrating. And I mean, obviously, yeah, wedding photos cost an arm and a leg. They're so much more expensive than regular photos so it's like don't mess those up and i know for like us for example like i was just looking through our wedding photos yesterday and like you know we have little um like 
what are they photo books that have them in it so that's nice like when we get our next house we want like i want to blow up a, a couple of the photos like really nice like on big canvases or something and put them on like kind of a picture wall type deal so like i'd want those to be nice you know, like a funny one is good, but then I also want the nice ones, you know, not like all of them. And also mm-hmm. the problem here is I think the deeper issue is she's not finding it funny. It's not like we did like a silly pose, like we did a silly, hey, we're going to do this or something or like that. It was a genuine like we both were like laughing or something. It's like he was just doing this no matter what. Yeah. And that's that's frustrating. Yeah, it's like imagine if you got Maybe like a hundred photos of you guys together on the wedding day, which so, you should get more, by the way. I'm That's just crazy. Taking it, a random guess, but to like say you have, I'm just saying of them because of course you're gonna have photos oh, right. for other things, right, right, right. Um, and just to have six that come out of it that are actually good photos. Like, damn, like That's I get waste. for some photos, cool, but to like literally, every yeah, single one? yeah. And I mean, he's 35. Come on. That's true. You're come right. on, you're not 20 getting married. Like, and it's again, if it's both of your personality types, that's different. If you both literally acted like this and this is your normal, sure, but it's not. Like, clearly, there's a difference here. Yeah. And like, I feel like the wedding is, is for a lot of people like to say the wedding's for the girl, but I really feel like with you spending a lot of money and time to be put into this, it's for both uh, people. Yeah. And it's like, do you really want to look back on this, you know, 10, 20 years ago and be like, yo, these photos are funny. Or are you going to be like, that mm-hmm. was stupid of me. I, I wish I had, you know, more valuable photos of yep. us. Yep. Um, I'd be probably pretty mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what people have said about this. Honestly, divorce. Oh, man. Okay. That's, that's a little extra. <laughs> uh, divorce the man child trademark. <laughs> Uh, you sure he's 35 and not 15? My husband is really active on Reddit. Of course he is. Of course he is. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. This is grounds for an annulment. Yeah. Time to order a new husband off Prime and send this one back instead. Amazon won't care. <laughs> you could probably just keep the defect one, too. Yeah, yeah I mean... I would... <sighs> See, here's what I would do. It sucks because your husband's not down to retake it, even though he kind of fucked Which it up. Which is kind of annoying. I'd be annoyed, too. Um, I'd be like, really? Because that's stupid, because we have your pictures. Let's get mine now. Yes, I can't. You know what I mean? It's not taking yours away. I'm trying so hard to, Use like... Use yours for something else. I'm trying hard to, like, shoot this guy some bail in some way, but, like, it just doesn't... Like, at least do half and half. And, like, for the... What would she say? The Christmas card? Like, if... Come on. Like, chances are, like, for example, in this household, I'm the only one who cares about the Christmas cards. I'm the only one who cares what they look like and if they get sent out. So it's like I'm the one making the choice when it comes to, like, the photos we use. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, let her do that if that's how it is there, too. Mm -hmm. And then use your photos for, you know, your Facebook account or something. Like, put yours somewhere. Yep. I mean, yeah. That's my input. Man, I'm sorry. I'm like looking at this, uh, this, this MAGA parade thing, and like people are making jokes on Twitter saying there's not even a million people there. Is that real? Is that really Trump in a Trump 
could have delivered a rousing speech to his followers at a million mega march, but instead he opted to drive through them so he could play golf. <laughs> if that doesn't just show you the priority. My wife. But y'all are out here with your hats and flags oh and everything. God. Oh my so. God. Yo, if this if this division happens, I was thinking about this the other day. If this division keeps happen, happening, guess what I'm gonna do? What? I'm gonna get a get a flag tattoo right on my shoulder. So whenever anyone wants to question me, like yo, I got I, I love this country. Oh my god, that's like what I do. So I have a lashes tattoo on my arm, and like I'll always say to people, like when I'm doing their makeup, they'll be like, "Oh, lashes are my favorite part of the application." I'm like, "See, that's why I have it tattooed on me, like that kind of thing." That's that's what that reminds me of. People are gonna believe of. it. Exactly. Why would you get a tattoo of a flag? Ex- on exactly. So I don't know. I'm kind of tempted to do that idea. That could save my life. You need to stop it, which is sad. If they see it, problem is if they see you in this hoodie, like it takes two seconds to not save your life. All they're going to do is judge you on your skin color first. So you're going to have to put it on your hand or something. I'm being real. I put it right on my ring finger. I put a flag right here. I'm married to America. (laughs) This don't get fooled. This ring is for America. Mm -hmm. Don't tell my wife, though, you know. No. My, what are you talking about? My wife is America. Exactly. She loves everybody. All right. All right. We need to stop. <sighs> all righty, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, yo, I hope this this audio sounds good. Um, from my what I can hear on the headphones, it sounds good. I totally forgot I can, have, I can do that. Oh, now. that's right. You can find two emojis with your phone. No, yeah. it's not busted. Yeah, I'm all excited. I'm playing with a new phone, guys. All right. She's like, I just want to play on my phone. <laughs> Can I see? No, I'm updating it. It has an Give update. Me it. it has an update. Give me it. All right, guys, we're going to hop off here. Please remember, we are looking for two more reviews on the iTunes store for our podcast. I said I wanted five total this year. That's the goal. Okay. Realistic goal, we're looking for two more reviews, so whoever's listening, please pop on. Just give us a nice little five-star review. Five stars, five stars. Uh, I leave, done a, that in a while. leave a review that we can read on the podcast. We will give you a shout-out, of course. Yes. Um. Yeah, with that being said, guys, we will catch you next week, hopefully with some better news on just politics. Um. With that being said, I'm Shadow, co-host of Patreon The Simpsons. I'm joined by my lovely wife. Lauren. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. That was a Titan Cast episode.